I love these moments. I can, reflecting back even this morning on the, I have my children with me today, Megan and Drew, now reflecting back on the moments when Sonia and I were just like, God, they belong to you and to watch what God's done with their lives. So again, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. I hope today, like when you leave, you feel so honored, so blessed and recognized today for who you are, for all that you've done to impact the world. We just honor you. I was thinking, we're starting a new series today called Rooted, and I was thinking about mothers. I was thinking about women and women that are getting ready for special occasions like today, special moments, and a lot of times women in preparation, they're going and they're maybe buying a new outfit. Hopefully your husband maybe bought you. Any, any wives get a new outfit for Mother's Day? All right, I just threw all the husbands under the bus. But you know, you got a new outfit. Your husbands were getting you ready. You were preparing. A lot of you might have got your hair done this weekend. And you were at your, your hair salon. And, and, and maybe it's been a while since you got your hair done. And, and for those of you women that dye your hair, and some of you men even that dye your hair, or, or should I say some of us men that dye, all right, I just happen to like the I like blonde hair, guys, I'm sorry. So, there, but you know, the longer you go without getting your hair done, eventually your roots start to show through and, and you realize it's time for another hair appointment. And I thought, this is what I wanna talk to you about for a few moments is your roots are showing. I wanna talk to you about this idea that your roots are showing, that no matter how much time you put into your hair and you go to your hairdresser and they dye it, over time, just give it enough time, maybe a few days, a few weeks, you're trying to, some of us were trying to hide the gray hairs that are starting to come through as you get into close to your mid 40s and you try to hide it. But eventually, give it enough time, your roots will show through. And, and it's not just with your hair. In fact, I really don't even wanna to talk to you about your hair today. I wanna to talk to you just about your life, your behaviors, your attitudes, your mindsets. That at the end of the day, no matter how much you try to hide it, no matter if you try to paint it, make it look pretty, at the end of the day, your roots are showing. Your roots are going to show. It's just a matter of time until your roots are showing. And sometimes this happens. Life has a way of just exposing your roots. Some of us go through trials in our life and your roots show through. Some of us are giving opportunities of success or maybe you're placed in a position of power and your true character in those moments are revealed. You've seen this with people that at the end of the day, life has a way of exposing who you really are. And so as you go through life, your roots are constantly showing. Jesus said it like this in Matthew chapter seven. He said, a good tree produces good fruit. We could substitute the word there and say a good root produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. So it doesn't matter what you're trying to portray or project in life. A good tree just can't produce good. And conversely, a bad tree, or we can say a bad root, cannot produce good fruit. Your roots show through. They show through in your behavior, right? Um, your roots it's Mother's Day. We're celebrating Mother's Day. I love these families just dedicated their children back to God. As parents, you know there are plenty of moments along this journey of parenthood that your roots show through, right? Uh, and people, people will say things. That we had one of our staff members uh, at the church just had a baby a couple weeks ago. 
and he was in the office this week and everybody was asking him, Aaron, show us, show us pictures of baby Max, Max Harper. And for the first time, we all got to see pictures of Max. And I heard some of our staff members, some were saying, oh my God, Aaron, Max looks just like you. And Aaron was all proud until one of them was like, I think Max looks just like Crystal. <laughs> but the truth is her roots were showing through. Uh, we, as parents, your kids will do something, right? They'll, some bad behavior, some bad moment, they get a bad grade. And of course, and that happens in our family, we know, Sonia, your roots are showing, right? Like, you know, you don't wanna, you wanna take, you don't wanna accept responsibility for those bad moments in your kid's life. And so you'll say things like, would you just get your kid under control, right? Or look what your kid is doing, but let them make honor roll, right? Let them do some, some highlight in life and it's like, yep, my roots are showing through, right? Like, yeah, they get that from their, from their dad. They can't help it. They're gonna be great. I mean, their dad is great. And, and the truth is, I'm being humorous, but the truth is our, our roots show through. And so our attitudes show through in our children. Our personalities. Have you ever noticed that kids have the same mannerisms as their parents? You may have seen, I'll, I'll just, I'm gonna let you in on one this morning. My dad, our family, for some reason, on my dad's side of the family, they've always carried all their stress on their, in their right shoulder. And so if you've been around, if you've met my dad, sometimes you'll see him, he kind of like, he'll go like this when he's talking. And I try to hide it, but there are times when I'm not paying attention, I'll catch myself and I'm like, my roots are showing. Even, even mannerisms, right? Because the truth is life has a way of revealing your your roots. James said this in James 3.11. He said, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? So we know our roots show through in our behavior. It'll show through in our kids. Our roots show through in our words. In fact, in this verse specifically, he's comparing our life to a spring. And he's saying the waters that flow from it, that what comes out of us is a product of what has been put in us. And so out of a spring, he's saying you don't see salt water and clean water flowing out of the same spring. You've been around people where their words, it's like, man, I don't know what they've taken, been taken in this week. They've had a bad week or a bad moment. One moment they're telling you how amazing you are. Your spouse is so beautiful. And the next moment they're saying things like, Wow, how did that just come out of the same mouth? Like there's a contaminated well where the water is flowing through and life just has a way of revealing our roots, of our roots. Ultimately, they just push through. And so since our roots eventually show, it's important to make sure that our roots are healthy. And what I wanna do for a few minutes this morning is I wanna help you understand some truths about our roots. And the first of this, if you're taking notes, the first is you are a byproduct of your environment. You are a byproduct of your environment. I know some of you, you don't believe that. And I remember I was 17 years old, just graduated high school, still trying to figure out what in the world I was going to do with my life. And so I decided I would take at least a few college courses. So I was working full time. I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in. And I decided to take some, some college courses at night. In fact, I enrolled, at the time we lived in San Bernardino, and I enrolled at San Bernardino Valley College. That's right, the SBVC. And it's in the hood, right off Mount Vernon. You don't, y'all don't, some of y'all don't know this, but your pastor got a little hood in him. (laughs) 
You know what they say. They can, you can take the man out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the man. So I'm a little bit of country and I'm a little bit of hood. And, and let me tell you, life has a way of revealing your roots. And so I decided, first course I was going to take in college was sociology class. And so first course, first day of college, first night of college, I go in. Now remember, I'm 17 years old. I make my own decisions. I form my own future. I pave my own way. Nobody tells me what to do. I, am, I make my own choices in life. Sociology course was the wrong course to take as the first course in my college career. And immediately the instructor gets up and he says, I want you all to know, I know you won't believe me this morning, I want you all to know that you're a byproduct of your environment. And he began to share with us that we don't just make our own choices, that we didn't just get here on our own accord and because we had planned it all this way, that along the way our environment had shaped who we were becoming, that we were a byproduct of our environment. Now, I learned that in a sociology class that night, but actually the scripture had communicated this thousands of years ago. In fact, the psalmist said it like this in Psalms chapter one. He said, blessed is the man, now I want you to watch this, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Now, there's a progression for the man that is blessed. He doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Neither does he stand in the way of sinners. This is kind of the progression of your environment. It starts by you maybe just walking with people, walking in relationships with people. Next thing you get comfortable with people. And the man that's, that's not the wicked man is he's a man that stands in the way of sinners. He begins to get comfortable in that environment. Ultimately, and you know people like this, they sit in the seat of scoffers and they have created an unhealthy environment. Later on, he says the wicked are like, these people are like a shaft that the wind blows and it just drives them away. Because that's the environment that they've planted their life in. But he says, the blessed man is a man that delights in the law of the Lord. And watch, I'm talking about creating an environment, even creating an environment for your heart, for your soul, for your spirit, the environment of your heart. Because whether you want to admit it or not, you are a byproduct of your environment. And the man that is blessed, he delights in the law of the Lord. In fact. On his law, he meditates day and night. See, he is constantly creating a healthy environment. Watch what happens. Verse three, this is what that man's like. He's like a tree that is planted by the streams of water. He's rooted in God's word. He's delighting in the law of God. He's meditating in God's law. That person is gonna be like a tree that is planted. He's taking roots by streams of water that yield its fruit in its season, its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, see he's just a byproduct. His life is prosperous. His leaf never withers. His relationships prosper. His finances prosper. His health prospers. Why? Because he has planted himself in an environment that is conducive to a prosperous and fruitful life. And if our roots are going to show and our roots are tied up with our environment, we need to make sure that we are careful about what kind of environment, or I could say what kind of soil that we plant ourselves into. Now, your environment is made up of many different things. But one of the things I want to talk about today, specifically since it's Mother's Day, is perhaps the most important aspect of our environment is our family. 
Think about that's that's the soil where our seed is initially planted and sprouts up. I I love this today with parents that are saying, we're gonna plant our family in God's house. We're gonna plant our family amongst God's people. We're gonna plant our family in God's word because this is so important to the environment that our children are being raised. So our roots have to do with what kind of family we come from. Many people are, in fact, in order to figure out who they are as a person, they'll, trace, they'll start to trace their family lineage. Ancestry.com, for example, right? Exploded a few years ago as people were intrigued with this idea of like, where did I come from? Where are my roots from? Because we can trace back a lot of who we are back to our ancestors. In fact, you can trace it back through our DNA. You can trace it back to things that happened before you were even born. And at moments in your life, your roots show through. And there, there are some things that are part of our environment in the past that, that we can't change. We can't change the environment that we grew up in, for example. Right? You, you can't change that. We, we can, however, be aware of how it affected us, both for better and for worse. And we can use that knowledge. I think that's what a lot of people were trying to do is they're discovering their roots. They're trying to use that knowledge to figure out what strengthens me. Right? What areas of my life do I need to work on? In what ways might I need to experience healing? Instead of focusing, say like this, instead of focusing on the fruit, we ought to spend more time focusing on the root. Think of it like this. If you've ever been, um, had a chance to visit like an assembly line, a manufacturing assembly line, and you're seeing whatever the, whatever the has come off the assembly chain, and at one point, there may appear to be a defect. And companies will have recalls. They'll call back entire batches of that product that was manufactured during the, the moments of the production line. They don't do that to call them back to examine the defect. What they're gonna do is they're gonna trace their way back through the assembly line to find out where was there a component that had a mishap or a misfire or a failure in it to find out what is the root of the defect, I think for a lot of us in our lives, some of us, we've got defects in our lives and we're so focused on the defect, the anger problems, the, the whatever, whatever the issue is in our life, we're focused on the fruit when the truth is we gotta be tracing it back to the root cause of the problems in our life. Whether it's your behavior, maybe it's your thoughts, your words, these things aren't right. The truth is that's an indicator of a deeper issue in your life. Parents, can I just say to you sometimes, you see your kid and he's acting out and he's, he's got issues. And you see him acting out, you get frustrated. You're frustrated with his behavior. But what you really need to do is you need to trace that back. Is this making sense to anybody? You need to trace that back to the root cause of the problem. Maybe there was some trauma. Some of you have some issues in your life right now that you're facing and you're frustrated with the fruit. You're frustrated with the words that are coming out of your mouth. You're frustrated with your behavior. You're frustrated with how that's getting passed down, but you won't take the time to trace that back to the root cause of the problem in your life. And some of it, you can't, it's the environment that you grew up in. That's what it improves. You're a byproduct of your environment. You can't change that. 
But there are some things that we can control when it comes to the environment, specifically within our families. We can ensure that our homes are environments where our children are nurtured physically, emotionally, spiritually. We can make sure that they, that we, they know that we care about what's going on in their lives. We expose them to the things of God. We're going to church. We have devotion time. You know what you're doing? You're creating an environment. I know you're worried about the product, but you need to be focused on the environment that your children, this is why it's so important that your children are at church. The church, we, we, we put a big emphasis. In fact, we just relaunched our youth ministry a few weeks ago, and, and we're placing a heavily emphasis on children and young people. Why? We understand that young people are going to be a byproduct of, and so we literally have started creating environments recently where kids can sit in. They can get God's word. They can root themselves into God's word because I understand they're going to be a byproduct of the environments that they are and can I just say this to you? If you don't come from a healthy family, make sure a healthy family comes from you. Listen, I understand there are some things about your environment you can't change, but there are some things that we have control of. And I'm challenging you to change the future, to change the next generation, create environments where children can prosper and flourish, where their leaf never withers and their life is constantly flourishing. Can I tell you at the end of the day, their roots are going to show through. I've, I've seen this in years of ministry. One of the things I love is, is experiencing the testimony of, of a mother's impact on her children. We're honoring mothers today because you play such a critical role. Mothers are, or maybe women that have stepped in and played the role of a mother in someone's life. Such a critical, like in these formidable stages of a kid's life. And, and, and mothers that are raising their kids in God's way, that are praying over their kids every day, creating the environments where they can prosper. And, and sometimes kids stray away from God's ways, right? I remember being 13 years old myself, my parents had done an incredible job, put me in environments, rooted me in God's word. But I found myself straying away from God. Didn't really want anything to do it from the age of 13 to 16. Didn't really want anything to do with church, checked out from church, but here's what happens. Your roots are showing. Listen to me. I want to encourage some parents today that maybe your kids have gone astray, but you built into them. You built the root structure of their life around God's word, around God's people, around God's. And I've seen over and over again testimony. Some of you can, can admit to this this morning. You can attest to this, that you found your way back to God. And you can say, well, I always knew there was a mother that was praying for me. There was a grandmother that never gave up on me. All you know is parents, we have the power to shape the byproduct, the end result of our family. Proverbs says, train up a child in the way he should go. Root them in the way that they should go. And even when they are old, they might stray, but they find, in fact, I feel like I just encouraged some parents this morning, some mothers that have kept praying for your children that have strayed away from God's way, that you rooted them in God's word, that they will not depart from God's ways. And so we are a byproduct of our environment. Number two, if you're gonna make sure our roots are healthy, you need to understand that what you nurture will grow. What you nurture will grow. Jesus said it like this. He said in John chapter 15, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And Jesus says, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine 
Again, you can just transpose that. I am the root and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear, watch, here it is again. I love this. I know I've said this over and over. I probably say this almost every week. God's desire is to multiply the fruit in your life. God's desire is that you would prosper. Jesus says, if you'll stay connected, what we try to do is we think things are going well in life and we start to disconnect our life from the root. Jesus is the root. Jesus is the vine. Jesus says, if you'll remain in me, another translation said, if you'll abide in me, guess what the byproduct is? You will bear much fruit. You'll prosper. Apart from me, and then Jesus throws this caveat in. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so it's easy to understand that if a branch remains attached to the vine, if it's receiving the nourishment it needs through the vine, it'll flourish. It will produce fruit. Jesus saying, on the other hand, a branch that is not being nourished will die. Because what you nurture will grow. What you nurture, you're, in mathematics, anything that is multiplied by itself, we say it's squared, right? So four times four is, I know that was a tough one. I, I should have, <laughs> sorry guys, I caught you off guard. That was a tough one. Let me, let's start over. Three times three is, oh my God, I knew we were gonna get through this today. Right? And that's called squaring a number. And then to get to the root of a number, we go through a process by which we get the square root of a number. So the square root of nine is, it's three, right? We're taking it down to the square root of the number. Anything multiplied by itself, anything times itself will multiply. That's how you multiply. And so in our life, like things multiply themselves. The things that you nurture Grow. And for some of us, unhealthy things are multiplying in our, some of you are, are, are stressed out. You're frustrated by some behaviors in your life and they've gotten worse over time and they're getting out of, it's, it's like multiplying in your life. And it's because you're nurturing those things. And then you try to deal with the behavior. You try to deal with the words. You try to deal with the outcome. You need to get to the square root of the problem, conversely, healthy things in your life, they multiply. Things that are healthy, things that are alive, guess what they naturally do? They grow. In fact, they don't just grow, they multiply. You stay connected to the root, to Jesus, guess what? Your fruit begins to prosper. Your life begins to prosper. You bring forth much fruit. The fruit, fruit begins to multiply in your, your life. So it's all about what you're feeding in your life. Some of you, you have anger in your life and you're feeding the anger by not communicating, by stuffing your emotions, by concealing your frustrations, about not addressing the square root of your anger. You're feeding it and you're wondering why, it's like, man, my anger issues are becoming. Some of you, you've got the fruit of bitterness in your life, but, but you're fueling because what, what you nurture grows, whether good or bad, whatever you nurture. And some, some of you are dealing with bitterness in your life this morning. But, but you're nurturing, and it's, it's, it's multiplying, right? And, and, and you start telling everybody about it. This is what bitter people do, right? They start just, they gossip about the people that hurt them, and they tear them down, and they're constantly, you know you've been around it. It's just like, it comes out of their pores. 
They're repeating the offense over and over and over again in their mind. They're dwelling on it. They're refusing to forgive. They're, they're not allowing for acceptance or healing in their life. And you may not realize it, but you're actually fueling, you're nurturing the offense. And what you nurture will, it'll grow. Because in your life, things tend to multiply. And in order to stop them, you have to get to, you have to cut down the root of the problem get to the, what we call the root cause. Maybe, maybe for some of us this morning, there's a defect in our character and we just nurture that. It continues to just multiply in every area of our life. Maybe for some of us, it's, it's some insecurity from our past and you just, you nurture it and it's continuing to multiply. If, if you really trace the issue of bad fruit in our lives back to its source, we'll always find that it's a big part of the sources that we're not being properly nourished by the vine, by the root. And I just make it plain, you're not being nourished by Jesus. Jesus saying if you'll, conversely, if you'll connect your life, if you'll connect your branch to the vine, there is nourishment that comes from Jesus. Some of you, maybe you're dealing with greed today and it's because you're not nourished by Jesus, you're not content in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of God's blessings in your, some of you, as I said, you're dealing with anger today. Really, the problem is, is just that you're not connected to the peace that comes through the vine known as Jesus. You really, you just need to nurture yourself with the ingredients that come from the vine or the root that we know as Jesus. And guess what? Peace will begin to multiply. Contentment will begin to multiply in your life. It'll begin to grow and fruit will be born in your life. That's why the scripture calls it the fruit of the spirit. It's the fruit of the spirit. A branch doesn't just bear good fruit by trying really hard to bear fruit. No, a branch bears fruit by remaining in the vine, which nurtures it. Galatians, the fruit of the spirit, it's, it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's forbearance, it's kindness, it's goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are not things that you work really hard just to love somebody. You work really hard to create joy in your life. Conversely, Paul called it the works of the flesh. But this is the fruit of the spirit. This is the byproduct of being connected to the vine of having your roots dug deep down inside. Some of you need some love in your life. Some of you need some joy, some peace. Some of you in your relationships, you could use a lot of self-control, some faithfulness. You're, you're dealing with the behaviors. And today Jesus is just saying, you just need to reconnect. You just need to get rooted back in. And guess what? This is the fruit that will be produced in your life. And here's what happens that even in Christianity and religion. Religion focuses on the fruit, but Jesus focuses on the root. Even religion, legalistic Christians, you know what they do? They're focusing on the root. You need to do this. You need to behave this way. You need to get yourself in check. You need more self you need, And they're focused on the fruit. And Jesus is like, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a transformational work from the inside out. If you'll just reconnect to, to the root, that what you nurture will grow. Third thing is, 
If you're gonna ensure that your roots are healthy, you need to remember that, number three, the true you will always shine through. Isn't that the truth? As I said earlier, life has a way of revealing the true you. Now, a lot of times you hear this in a negative context. You'll hear people to say, oh, don't worry, their true colors will show through. Right? Come on, yeah, some of you know, like, you're just lame at people. They look all pretty on the outside. They got it all painted up, and they looking pretty, and they looking good. And you're like, oh, don't, don't worry, just give them a few days. I know you're friends now, but just give it a few days, and they're... Yeah, I was about to go there with you. Security, where you at? I'm about, listen, don't worry. Their root, and they'll say, don't worry. Their true colors are gonna come out because you can't hide you as much as you try to. You can dye it, you can paint it, whatever it is. Eventually, your true colors are going to show through. There's a Greek philosopher, his name is Phaedrus, and I came across this statement yesterday. He said, things are not always what they seem. The first appearance deceives many. The intelligence of a few perceives what has been carefully hidden. Over time, people say, just give it time. Over time, the true you will shine through. But can I tell you, that's not just in a negative sense. In a very positive way, can I tell you that the true you will shine through. In fact, can I tell you, it's in some of the most darkest moments of your life that the true you is revealed. For those of us that have rooted ourselves in Jesus, when the dark times come, let the storms roll in. Guess what? The true you, it shines. Sir James says it like this. He said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. That's my protivational speech for today. Consider it pure joy. All the hard things that you're going through in life right now, I want you to just get excited about it. Consider it pure joy when things are falling apart in your life. He says, consider it. Why? Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know, watch this, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and perseverance finishes work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Can I just tell you, if you haven't yet, it won't be long that you'll have some trials in your life. Paul's saying trials are a good thing. Trials test our faith. In fact, let me take it a step further this morning. Trials show us if we really have faith. They reveal to us, James is saying they reveal to us our true nature. And this is a good thing. And so sometimes God allows us to go through hard things. Why? Because the true you will shine through. I want to encourage some people today. You've had some hard moments in your life recently. You've had some tough things happen to you. I want you to know as long as you are rooted in Jesus, the true you will always shine through. And so life has a way of revealing whether it's good or bad. The true character is revealed in our lives. Now, there are some things in your life that you may not even know exist there today. There are times when the good things come out of your life, the bad things. But for some of us, it's hard to get to the root of the matter. You've tried, you've tried to trace back and you still haven't gotten to the core of who you are. Proverbs tells us it's out of the heart. The heart is the center. It's the seed of our emotions. All of life flows from our heart. The 
The, heart, the, the trouble with the heart is Jeremiah tells us that the heart is it's desperately dark. It's deceitful. And so some of us, we're, we're a little confused this morning because we're trying to trace back to the root, but we haven't discovered. I like, I like how Jeremiah, he says it's dark, it's deceitful. He says it's a puzzle that no one can figure out. This is what I feel like to say to somebody today. You're trying to trace back to the root, but you can't, you can't get a hold, you can't grasp the root cause of what's going on in your life today. And it's because the heart, it's dark, it's deceitful. It's a puzzle that no one can figure out. God speaking through Jeremiah says, but I, God, I, I search the heart. I examine the mind. I get to, see, again, Jesus is not worried about the fruit. He's focused on the root. God says, I go to the heart of the human. Any of you ever had a Polaroid camera? Some of you have been around for a little longer than others. <laughs> this is all you knew for a while. Polaroid camera, right? You take a picture. That picture would come out on a piece of paper and it was pitch black, right? And you'd have to put it in some light. You remember you'd shake that picture up and you would put it in light and eventually the true identity of that picture would be revealed, right? Over time, the light exposure, right? Okay, you remember that? You would take your, you would take your film to get exposed. You remember that? You go like a Sears and so you take your film to get exposed. This is what, it's, this is what our lives are like that. Not, not just for bad, I'm talking even for good. Sometimes you haven't, the true you hasn't even been revealed yet. But God says, I'm gonna take the light. Some of you may be even feeling this today. He takes the light of his word and he shines it on your life. He gets to the heart of the human. He searches the heart. He examines the areas in your life that you can't even get a grasp on that you can't figure out, that it's like a puzzle and you're trying to figure out. This is what's so beautiful about reading God's word, about sitting in a service like this where God's word is preached. As God's word goes forth, it's literally, it's like that light. You're taking the film of your life and you're putting it under the light of God's word and it begins to expose and it begins to reveal. And can I say to some of you today, I wanna get to the root cause of what's going on inside of your heart this morning, that God's word has come today and you're confused and you're puzzled about what's going on. But today God's word is shining a light on your heart and there's a revel there's a revealing today. The true identity of who you really are is gonna be exposed today. God says, I go to the heart of the meaning. I get, watch, I love this. I get to the, what? I get to the root of things. Again, this is always in a negative context, but look what, look what he says. I treat them as they really are, not as they pretend to be. Not as they pretend to be. I, I had somebody tell me this week, I was talking to them, they hadn't been back to church for a few months, since, since COVID actually. I said, I just asked him, are you guys all right? Are you healthy? He said, no, pastor, I'm fine. I'm healthy, to be honest. I don't have any excuse. He said, really, there's just, there's some things in my life that I'm trying to get, I'm put, trying to put together right now. I really, I feel guilty for some things I've done in the last few months. And I, I just don't feel like I belong at church right now. And I said, listen to me, you're doing everything in reverse. You're doing the complete opposite. You're, you think that you're gonna get yourself prepared. You're trying to paint up the behavior. You're trying to fix the outside Jesus is saying, you don't have to pretend with me. I don't treat, I treat them as they really are, not who they 
pretend to be. See, today God's coming into your life. He's got a great big light. It's the light of God that's shining down in your life. And he wants to show you the things that you've been confused about. He wants to take you to the root cause of what's going on in your life that's causing some of the turmoil and the turbulence in your life. If you will today, if you'll submit your life to the word of God, to the Holy Spirit today, 